0: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon Podcast. Greetings, welcome in hour two of the program. Mike Harmon alongside Carrie Rhodes with you here. And we're just getting started here in the TireAct.com Fox Sports Radio studios. And now it's time to turn it over to our guy, Isaac. Come on, Lundron, Isaac. As we've got some breaking news in our sporting universe. <laughs> breaking news from Fox Sports. The Texas Rangers have just won their first World Series championship in franchise history. They have just completed a 5-0 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks as Josh Sborz just got the final out with a swinging strikeout to complete Arizona's four games to one victory. Again, the Texas Rangers are the world champions of 2023 as they just closed out the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. No announcement yet on who the series MVP is going to be. We presume it's going to be Corey Seager, but Marcus Simeon with a two-run home run finishing things off there in the top of the ninth inning could be a candidate as well, fellas. Madness. Second straight night, we're able to go to ILO for breaking news on the show. Always love when things are, are... Well, I mean, mostly positive. I think Raiders fans celebrated the news yesterday, and certainly <laughs> Texas Ranger fans and Major League Baseball excitable. At Isaac Lonecrown, where you find Ilo. We're live from the tireact.com studios. TireAct.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tireact.com, the way tire buying should be. And I love that last at bat here for the Diamondbacks in the, in the bottom of the ninth And the frame job attempted uh, by the catcher. Yeah. Just, I'm going to hold it here. Get your photo opportunity. Let's go. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Smith, uh, you know, well, we did see uh, Marte strikes out looking to end the the back-to-back innings uh, with strikeouts standing uh, dumbfounded. Uh, as the umpire makes the gesture, we saw the hugging, all the excitement. Yeah. Uh, Adoles Garcia running out there. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to participate the last couple games. Yep. So hopefully, he also doesn't jump into the fray too much to uh, oh yes, he hurt is. that oblique even he's more, gonna, man. He's,
4: he's going to dive in. There's no, no I mean, he's no got worries. months of recovery. He's got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got time. But it's such how about a,
2: yoked is that guy? He's,
4: anyway, send him at middle linebacker. Yeah, he, he definitely can play on Sundays as well. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's nothing like seeing a team. A bunch of grown men, after a hard, long season of ups and downs, because it's part of it. You know, there was a time when Texas, during the middle, during the back end of this, back the back end stretch of the season, they were playing some of the worst baseball out there. And to kind of figure it out last day, lose the division, have to fly away, fly all the way out across country to win that series, and just what they did in this in this postseason, man, has been remarkable and. Obviously, a lot a really talented team. But, yeah, the res, the resolve they had to get it done is just – it's amazing. It's, it's beautiful to see.
2: Folks looking to cash their tickets now in Las Vegas. 50-1 to 1 long shot before the season, despite all the spending and additions. Yeah. Uh, and just looking at the division, they ended up losing it, as you said, to the Astros and a lot made, a lot back and forth between the GMs there about mm-hmm. partying, mm-hmm. celebrations, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then they got to send them home. <laughs> and here they are uh the first in franchise history you know pretty exciting the last couple of games when you start bringing out the luminaries because there are a lot of characters now me as a baseball card collector uh, obviously a baseball fan all my life yeah but guys like fergie jenkins sure he's mm. remembered as a cub yeah long run as a texas ranger mm-hmm. when you can bring out nolan ryan nolan. and he looks like he can still throw a fastball for you uh <laughs> and pudge rodriguez who now really does embody the Pudge moniker. Hey, it happens. But you know what? <laughs> Look, he had, a, he had a long run in a Hall of Fame career. He leaned out in those first couple of years after retirement. Yeah. And then you get on the banquet circuit a couple of times, and <laughs> the meat gets you. But here we are. Uh, the Texas Rangers are your baseball champions. Right. Uh, and now we can go, and and let's hear how it ended on Fox.
4: It's the it. 63rd season. He just let it breathe. I was like, oh, we're still waiting. But it's like a cut to it. It's like a movie, right? Like the cut to now you you hear the music, you hear the, the ambiance, the sound. Cut to all these grown men jumping up and down celebrating. It's no, pretty but, epic. But yeah. I
2: mean, you, you've, if you're on television, which obviously <laughs> Joe Davis and John Smoltz were, yeah. uh, you're just letting the picture say the story. Exactly. Right? As well as the fact that you've got the crowd, huge noise again, owing to World Series Super Bowls, et cetera. There's a the corporate, but certainly enough Ranger fans to to go in and make a ruckus here uh i I didn't look at get in before game five i got to imagine if you were a texas rangers fan and you made your way to arizona you probably got yourself at a little bit of a discount for game five and you're (laughs) able to watch your team uh come away with its first franchise world series win john paul morosi is on the field right now uh probably getting ready to be doused with beer and or champagne or whatever else is going on Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah he'll join us in a little bit but i mean Five-game World Series. We talk about wild cards. We talk about the getting hot at the right time. Rangers led the division for a long stretch, right, and made a couple of acquisitions bought in. They did not pay off as they hoped, but here we are anyway. The one that they did before the season and bringing Bruce Bochy in, as we talked about a little bit last hour, look, vintage you know, we, we talk about analytics, talk about the changing face of the game, all the rules changes that you have to go through. And here he pulled all the right strings, just as he did all those years with the San Francisco Giants. Yep. And now the Texas Rangers uh, reign supreme in the in the baseball universe. Corey Seager, uh, another World Series win for him. Uh, love, loves life in Arlington. We, we had the Mr. October uh, yeah, the graphics stats. From yesterday, right? All the comparisons, game for game, RBI for RBI with Reggie Jackson. Yep. So here we are on November first, and we crown a champion.
4: Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. I I love the new blood. I, I love guys getting a chance to kind of cement their legacy uh, once the playoffs start. You know, a lot of these guys have great numbers and obviously paid really well playing uh, <laughs> professional baseball. But when you get to October. November and have a chance to, uh, you know, do the things that these guys have been doing on a consistent basis, especially with the Rangers and who they had to go through and the gauntlet that they had to go through in this postseason to get there. And then to beat your arch nemesis along the way and get it done. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think we always have the underdog stories, right? This one 50 to 1. Yeah. Right. Dismissed yeah. in the American League because we talked about all those teams right. in the AL East and waiting for them to make a run. Because look, there's always going to be wagers on the Yankees, kind of like when people run to Vegas to escape the Chicago winners. There's always a lot of early money placed on the Cubs.
4: Right. <laughs> it's
2: usually throwing away. Yeah. mean, right. you know, we, as we, we look at this squad rebuilding quickly, because that's what you can do also if you open the pocketbook. Yes. You know, as our executive producer, uh, Justin Frostberg, points out, I mean, look at their record the last couple of years. I mean, we're in the 100-loss club. Yeah, I have no hope as a White Sox fan because I'm part of that 100-loss club here in 2023, yeah. so I'm not expecting turnarounds because <laughs> they don't pay anybody anything. Yeah. Uh, they tried to go to the Braves model, and only one guy right now has proven to have been worth any of that money, and that's Lewis Robert. Yeah. Everybody else, and they can't stay on the field. But <laughs> it's not about them. It's about this this team, this moment and the ability to turn things around. And I think one of the things to me that's refreshing, and it's something you and I were talking a little bit off air, Carrie, is with all of the emphasis and the rule changes to go towards small ball to some degree, yeah. get away from the three yeah. outcome at bats. Yeah of the Rangers were predicated on the three one. outcome at-bats, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was my yeah. fear going in as Jason and I had picked the, the series before it started, and he took the Diamondbacks. Part of the reason, looking that maybe a little more depth at starting pitching, yeah, but more so the ability to not have a bunch of zeros up there yeah, that you would manufacture or run. Maybe not have big innings, but at least keep the pressure on. Keep the Rangers going to the bullpen, mm-hmm. and just to add, add on a little bit here and there. And other than Game 2, where it was basically a conga line around the bases right. behind the the efforts of, of Merrill Kelly, we didn't see that. We didn't see that opportunity. And we we watched the Rangers still being able to dial up big innings and use the long ball as evidenced by that Simeon 406 foot blast. Right. That basically, you know, the the line from uh, The Dark Knight Rises and Bane goes, I didn't know which was going to break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that moment, everything went for <laughs> it, the Arizona Diamondbacks.
4: Everything's gone. But it, that's the beautiful part about sports in general, right? You get a chance to rewrite the narrative, right? I mean, the Rangers coming into this postseason, the whole big thing about them not being here right now in this moment was their bullpen, their bullpen and how bad it had been all year. And for them to come in this into this postseason and perform the way that they performed was it's just it's just crazy. That's what makes sports so great. You can never fully tell the whole story until the game started playing. And so to see these guys get through it and continue to hit the ball like they had for most of the year, but also pitch and step up and pitch the way that they pitch, that's why they're the champions.
2: If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. And that's it. We can jumble it all on the computer, and you and I were talking about it because we are watching the Bulls and the Mavericks. Yeah, Multiple screens. That's the beauty of the the (laughs) in-studio experience. Keep the head on a swivel. We've got Lakers and Clippers. Clippers looking to extend their regular season dominance. I must always point that out uh, over the Lakers. Uh, But that's one of the games that we had on. But we also had the Bulls uh, and and the Mavericks, and and you just asked the the questions like, man, everything's so close, right? Four-point spread, three-and-a-half-point spread – yet it's always on. It's like those <laughs> algorithms are as long as the Man. the board in front of us, right, with a lot of code and a lot of variables mixed therein. And we can do the same thing when we talk about the aptitude and the ability and matchups, yeah. pitching, yeah. hitting. All the sample sizes are great, yeah. but in the moment, who gets it, right? It's a matter of a game of inches, right? We, we watch in the NFL – a game of inches between, hey, that's a great tackle versus, uh, maybe maybe you got a little bump with the helmet, it's a 15-yard penalty, yep. and the drive continues. Same thing with, with baseball. Framing a pitch, maybe it's a ball, maybe you get strike three called. Yeah. Maybe you get an opportunity uh, to get a, a better swing because the guy misses his his pitch just that much.
4: It's crazy. Like What's becoming one of the best plays in professional football now? The underthrown football because the defensive back has his back turned. He can't gauge where the ball is, but the receiver can. And so you just just run back through him. You just run back through him. It's like one of those things where it's not a real skill,
2: but it's It's a a skill. skill. No, that's right. (laughs) Like we always say, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be close. Yes. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture
5: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Two balls, two strikes,
1: Spores kicks and fires.
3: He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series fans you're not dreaming after 52 years in texas 63 years of the franchise
2: the wait is over louisiana hot sauce texas rangers radio network on the call that's it franchise wins its first world series 52 years all eyes turn to jerry jones Okay, that'll be tomorrow. Tonight we go out live to Arizona. Talk to our guy, MLB Network prognosticator for your Detroit Lions and a legend. It's our guy John Paul Morosi at John Morosi, where you find him on Twitter. JP, it's a final. Bruce Bochy working his magic again. How are you, buddy?
3: Bruce Bochy, uh, he is going to the Hall of Fame for a reason, my friends. The creed is being played certainly throughout the state of Texas and probably uh, further beyond than that. It it is an extraordinary story. The team that really, when the postseason began, few people outside of Fort Worth and Dallas and Arlington probably gave much of a chance to it. And, and again, probably even some Ranger fans were a little concerned based on how they ended the regular season. But they have a chance to write their own script in October, and they do it now on the first night of November, the first ever championship in the history of that franchise.
2: JP, if I can ask, uh, what was the vibe like when Gallen was dealing and that no-hitter got to the sixth inning?
3: Well, I I should be clear first, I'm not actually in the ballpark tonight, but but I I will say this. That, that, that the, the rather clinical way in which he was pitching led me to believe that the Diamondbacks were going to find a way to win this game. And uh, actually, a, a short time ago, Mitch Garver was saying on MLB Network, a, a very good point, I think, about how he was describing that Gallen was so far down in the zone and, and down below the zone tonight to where I think the, the Ranger hitters just couldn't, couldn't square him up. But obviously, zero hits through six innings. Uh, so I think that it was a command performance by gallon, and I just think it was so unique that it was a cue shot, almost accidental base hit. Probably, and ironically, the least impressive hit that Corey Seager had (laughs) all World Series that got it going in the seventh and changed the momentum and then, of course, Evan Carter, the 21-year-old, follows, and and the momentum belonged to the Rangers from there and Mitch Carver with the huge hit. So, I think for them it was a matter of, of staying close, and as Impressive as the offense was late for Texas. The MVP of tonight was Nate Evaldi for being able to dance in and out of trouble Only. in the early innings because the Diamondbacks very easily could have been leading that game 3 nothing, 4 nothing by the middle innings by the time the Rangers offense finally woke up, but they weren't because of how well Evaldi pitched in traffic. And that is why you trust a veteran starter. You think about the way that this Rangers team is built, and Adeliz Garcia is an amazing story in so many ways and Josh Forge gets the final outs but you have to invest in the right players if you want to win and they brought in some high character guys who are superstar level players, yeah. Seeger, Simeon, Evaldi come to mind obviously Scherzer injured by the end of this World Series and Jacob deGrom injured by the middle part of the season but you've got to credit the Rangers' ownership in front office for investing in talent, believing that they had the, the right ingredients to win and then you add in as a final flourish the superstar free agents they have done that and now they're world series champs
4: jp it's funny how baseball works right we thought that the grom and scherzer may be winning uh, a world series on another team but <laughs> ended up winning it with the rangers uh being dealt uh being dealt mid-season in season but i want to talk more about the rangers man and and how how they were able to flip the switch i mean i know you've been around it a lot and and seeing some miraculous things throughout the postseason from from teams throughout the annals of history. But to see the teams kind of falter down the stretch and lose the division on the last day, have to fly out east and win a series there. But to get to this point right now, how did they get this done?
3: a great question, and I think it starts with really good pitching early on in, in that wild card series to get momentum going again. And and this is a team that, while you look at the, the Diamondbacks, they had to go with a, a bullpen game in Game Four; they just didn't really have an option. For example, on the Diamondbacks' front, the Rangers had that success; they were able to turn the momentum around because they had the starting pitching to do so. You, you go back to the very first playoff game they played this year; it was against the Rays. George- Jordan Montgomery started, Rangers won that game four nothing. The next game, Ivaldi's on the mound, they win that game seven to one. They gave up one run. In two games in that round, both on the road. and Then, of course, they started the road again against Baltimore. They were able to silence them as well and keep things moving. It's the tempo and rhythm that are created by your starting pitchers. And then when you've got superstars playing like superstars and putting quick points on the board the way that Seager has done and Garcia and Semyon here lately, that's the formula. It, it, it's We saw it in this game today. You can get to a certain point in the playoffs by manufacturing runs and keeping the line moving in many cases. And the Royals won the World Series this way seven, eight years ago. But it's hard to do because you get a base hit, and then you wonder is this the time to steal? And if it's not, then you're hoping that you could string two or three hits together in an inning, and it's hard to do. What you can do, though, is when you get extra base hits or you take advantage of a defensive miscue the way they did tonight, Mm -hmm. and then send me in the two-run homer, it's quick offense. Otherwise, you're asking your hitters to, to, to string together three, four, five hits in an inning. And it's just hard to do that against quality pitching at this time of year. So for me, the essence of the Rangers is veteran, stable starting pitching, and then... Power bats, Garcia, who is not afraid of the big moment. That goes back to I think the way he grew up or around the game, playing a lot of high-level international tournaments in Cuba, international baseball growing up. The, the stage was not too big for him. And Seeger, another guy who was around winning in the playoffs from a very young age with the Dodgers. It's experience and talent and power and skill. That's expensive, Kerry. <laughs> These are not cheap players to go out and sign. And so this is a very powerful way as we begin the conversation in the days ahead about free agency and what's going to happen next. Every agent is going to unfold the payroll of the Rangers and say, listen, look at how much these guys signed for. You want to win? You want talent? You better pay for it. And that's part of the story of the Texas Rangers.
2: John Balmarosi, our guest, at John Morosi where you find him on Twitter, MLB Network is where you see him, you hear him with us. Uh, breaking down Lions and Michigan football film and, of course, everything Major League Baseball as we commemorate the Rangers winning the World Series. Yeah, you mentioned it, stringing hits along. I thought that was might have been the undoing, right, when we talked about it yeah. starting the series. You know, Carrie and I talking about it a little bit tonight, JP, but something you, I, and Jason had talked about before was, you know, the get them on, get them over, get them in, kind of the get away from the three outcome world of Major League Baseball And they sure had plenty of opportunities, and I I can't say enough about what Evaldi did. The stat line doesn't look great other than the stat that mattered, the zero earned runs
3: managing innings that is that is something that and and this is an exact contrast to the way the Diamondbacks felt they had to manage the game yesterday and of course yesterday they had the bullpen game and and as soon as you bring in three or four or five different relievers out of the pen it only takes one and then to to borrow the the popular board game it's, it's a Jenga all of a sudden there you go and the whole tower falls down and that, that is, that's the issue with the bullpen game, whereas Evaldi is is a stable pitcher who has been in the World Series before five years ago, won it with the Red Sox. He is the second best pitcher ever from Alvin, Texas, which is no criticism because number one is Nolan Ryan, so that's totally cool. Uh, and so it, you give a guy with with the ability to get deep in the game the chance to find his way. The opposite, of course, is you go in, you pull the reliever out, you, you bring the next guy in and hope he's got his stuff, and if he doesn't, you're in trouble. And that was the case of the D-backs last night. The game got away early. Arizona battled back. They battled Evaldi throughout, but that was just a case of a veteran pitcher having the ability to locate 96-mile hour fastball in the outside corner at different times. He was able to get some movement with the fastball. I was just really impressed by his ability to make big pitches at big times, and that is a skill that is learned over many years in this game
4: jp i mean obviously uh fair enough we're talking about a lot about the rangers they just won the world series but let's talk about the diamondbacks a little bit a little um little bit of a surprise that they made it this far uh would you call it them being ahead of schedule a little bit here or they got a little lucky or what, what do you feel about the diamondbacks from this point right now to even maybe next year
3: I think in a lot of ways, Carry, but, yep. but with a lot of future ahead for this group. Uh, they've got, I think, a lot of the same pieces that you see with this team right now, and, and yes, it's a tough division. We expect the Padres will probably find a way to be better. The Giants will be better as well. The Dodgers are still the Dodgers as far as I'm concerned, but you like this young pitching, and Gallon to finish the World Series with a tremendous start for him today, that's a really nice boost. Brandon fought. We have seen, I think, a young pitching star born uh, Corbin Carroll, what he did in the NLCS, along with Cattell Marte, they're on that team for a while. Christian Walker. They just, at the end, I think situational hitting failed them a little bit. That They didn't really have that kind of a, an offense probably to go swing for swing for it with a team like uh, like the Rangers when they've got guys like Seager and Garcia. Honestly, it was an amazing win for them to beat the Phillies the way that they did with all the stars that Philadelphia has. But, Kerry, I think it's a great story. Arizona you know it from having played in Arizona. It's a great sports area. That They love their teams. Uh, it's, it's a ballpark that I think has needed a bit of love here in recent years to bring it up to, to the major league standard of uh, being the, back to being one of the best in, in, in the majors. And I just think that this World Series and this playoff run overall just shine a light on what a great baseball town uh, Phoenix is. The whole state is a great baseball state. And so I think it was a proud moment, I'm sure, for Arizona throughout with a really likable team and a great manager. Torrey Lovello... Uh, uh, it, again, he, he got that team past some, some ball clubs in Milwaukee and in, with the Dodgers and with the Phillies. Each time, honestly, the other team was favored. So I, I think it's just a, tr- a tremendous uh, feather in the cap of, of Torrey Lovello and the Diamondbacks. They were able to get as far as they did. They probably lost to a deeper team, to be honest with you, but the, the future is really bright for the Diamondbacks. and uh, The Dodgers, That they've been the team to beat in that league and that division certainly for a long time, but they had better watch watch out because this diamondbacks team i believe is going to be back in 2024 yeah
2: plenty of uh moves to be made for the dodgers in hot stove and and frostberg did say hey too soon uh when you mentioned seager <laughs> and winning with the dodgers and Sorry, all that
3: Justin, fun stuff. my apologies yeah you
2: know he's only the uh second world series uh mvp with multiple teams mm. it's amazing him and, and reggie jackson that's it it
3: what he's been able to do. And, you know, we talked a bit last night about the Hall of Fame conversation. It's an interesting one because uh, he's now been able to build that part of his legacy. Uh, he, I think he still has five or six more years of, of star level production before I can say yes, he's definitely in. But but longevity is is there. I think he he loves the game. You can just tell he, he brings a certain stoicism in a good way about the way that he plays and carries himself. He reminds me a lot. I I know I've, I've made the comparison of Utley, Chase Utley. He's got a lot of that same uh, way about him where he's very serious, loves the game, plays it hard, never gives you anything. In terms of uh, he's not going to bare his soul in an interview like last night when uh, Kenny asked him about how he was wincing around the bases. He's, he just gets it. He's really, really good. Uh, even great, I think. And, and he changed that day. I remember I was actually in Texas covering that, uh, the day that Simeon and Seager signed with the Rangers. And it was too years ago and my goodness uh, it has changed the franchise there ever since.
2: All right, last one for you JP. We got plenty of time to talk hot stove and the chaos that will be free agency and trades. Bruce Bochy with this title. He's tied with Walter Alston and Joe Torre with four world series wins under his belt. Only Connie Mack, Joe McCarthy and Casey Stengel with more. Wow. Is he the greatest manager of the modern well-
3: era? And that's an important distinction there, modern era, because you know you look at and you compare him—is he? Is he a full contemporary of of La Russa and Tory because they both had really sure. remarkable careers? It's it's hard for me to necessarily put him ahead of of La Russa. but obviously the, the four World Series rings is unique, and uh, I, I do think that there's a there's a very compelling argument that if you look at it this way, the full wild card era, so from '95 to now, I do think he's the best. Manager of the, of the wild card here in terms of what he's been able to achieve at the highest level. You know, Dusty Baker's got a claim too. Certainly Dusty got his World Series ring. But at this time of year, winning the biggest games there are to win, and and I think in every case, Mike, you, you think about those Giants teams. Maybe you would have said they were favored in 2014, but they certainly weren't favored against Texas in 10. They were not favored against the Tigers in 12. And, and while you may have said at this point, by the time they got to the World Series, they were favored against the Diamondbacks. At no point during the journey were you saying, well, it's inevitable the Rangers are going to win the World Series or even make it there. So I, I think that the way that he was able to get the most out of his teams when, when the playoffs began, he never really had the team that people thought was going to win at all. And I think that, that's the measure of a great manager. He was, just, it, 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 he was always finding guys, whether it's Josh Spores on this team, whether it's Travis Ishikawa on, on the team back in 2014, or Marco Scudero in 12, Lincecum, he was always bouncing them around in different roles. He just got the most out of his personnel always. And, and that, to me, is the mark of a great manager.
2: John Balmarosi, our guest, MLB Network, Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. No Smith tonight, Kerry Rhodes, ex-NFL uh, pro bowler and all-rookie team uh, participant. Uh, in our in his stead tonight, uh, as we commemorate the end of this MLB season, it's only appropriate you get to exhale from from the on field of baseball while the Lions also have a bye week, so you don't have to yes. make a prediction this week,
3: <laughs> right? So, so here's what I'll say though, J- just. Well, should I give it to you now, or should I wait for another time to, to convey it to you? What, well, you want to you yell
2: think? at uh, Justin about the Chargers coming up uh, there? All
3: right, here we go. Here we go. I, I'm going to have Kerry check my math on this. <laughs> okay, Kerry, I want you to check my math. Make sure that I'm, I, I'm mostly in a, in a correct area here. But I'm going to say the Detroit Lions will defeat the Chargers by a final score of 27-17. to 17.
5: Oh, that's
4: pretty good, JP. I like that, actually.
3: Yeah, the twenty seven seventeen.
4: Twenty seven seventeen. Yeah, the Chargers are definitely making a mistake to give them that extra wow. that extra little cushion.
3: Yeah, I think it's 27-17. It's almost a similar, actually, the, the sort of a similar margin by which they beat the Raiders. Obviously, I understand it's been quite the fallout since that game there on, uh, yeah. on, on Monday evening here in, in Michigan. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I like the way the Lions are playing right now. The, the thing is, they're able to run the ball when they need to, and golf. I, I think that golf and uh, Laporta combo has really gone well. So I, I, I like, I like what the Lions are doing right now. Detroit is long overdue, carry. We, we mentioned a lot they're long overdue for some good sports stories and I think the Lions are going to give us one here this fall
4: JP yeah they're, they're playing really well man I, they're they're my second best team in the NFC right now and so to see wow. them step up to where they are right now and to really buy into what Dan Campbell has those guys brewing up over there man it's it's really special it's really exciting to see
3: I love it Carol Kerry when I hear you i'm smiling here to <laughs> hear my friend i feel even better so thank you thank you for affirming all, all of the optimism that i've got right now that nope. means a lot no i got
2: you back zafi the most
3: thanks. positive
2: guy in media it's our guy john paul morosi thanks for helping us cover this like a blanket
0: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
1: slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job first take, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least.
5: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome
2: back in. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Garmin. No Jason Smith tonight. Carrie Rhodes, NFL All-Pro, All-Rookie team, musician, actor, analyst, legend. With me tonight, at Carry 25 roads where you follow him on Twitter, see all his latest, greatest. Find me over at Swollen Dome for some dopey thing I said, <laughs> or some piece of music or television or film history that I wanted you to remember on this date. Now, we've got the Lakers and the Clippers coming down to the wire. They're in a TV timeout, 117, 114. Mm-hmm. seconds left. We'll get to that coming up in about 10 minutes as we watch uh, the dramatic finish of that game. But earlier today, the the news of Bob Knight passing, the Mm. legendary Indiana uh, Texas Tech coach, USA basketball, all of those things. Uh, Look, a guy that you see the word complicated for a long time while he was still in the coaching realm. It was embattled because right, he fought with everybody. Uh, but what you can't argue with is success. Yeah. The titles, the Olympics, the number of kids that graduated through his program through the year, all of that goes through. Yeah. Yes, you've got incidents. Yes, you've got some quotes that leave you uh, a little unnerved. Uh, I always just love the fishing show that he, he had fishing and, and a golf show that he did back in the day. And, and the, and the golf tips were some of the best. And and our, our staff, they went through and they got all the curse words out uh, because, well, <laughs> it's Bob Knight going to work on the golf course to teach you how to improve your game.
3: There's no place that better services my appetite than... Pizza Hut. Even after a bad round, if I have a chance to smell the pizza, I'm hooked. It's just like I've made three birdies in a row. I'm into the parking lot at the Pizza Hut and my appetite is satisfied pretty quickly when I'm there. Pizza Hut uh, is to appetite what Jack Nicholas is to golf. So there
2: you go. There, like he would do these reads, and if you go on to YouTube and go down that rabbit hole tomorrow, because it, it is as good as again. Yeah, no, we can't. We you literally can't even have the next line without a bunch of cursing. Oh, there's words. a lot of f bombs. So like every time he, he mishits, like trying to demonstrate, here I am with my you know five iron. You blankety blankety blank and his co-host is a golf pro who's laughing and chuckling, and at times he just starts cursing. Cause he he's really awkward alongside Bob Knight and things like that, right? He just the simple reads. He goes, "That's a bleepin' bleepin' Tony." It's like, and so you hear someone yell, "It's not Tony's, me and Emmy." <laughs> it's like we're on TV, and some of the others like just. Promos for going to the grocery. Here is what you should do: you go to the grocery store and you get your wife a knife steak to cook for you. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like all of these promos. Like, and I go down that rabbit hole. In addition to some of the coaching quotes and the back and forth, right? Intimidating at press conferences, and, and yeah, that's exactly exactly what you know. Justin Frostberg, our executive producer, in my ear, you know the the. It's a different mold, right? It's a different time. And and even towards the end of his run, you saw how differently things were navigated during his time at Texas Tech versus mm-hmm. Indiana, the fiefdom. For me, I had the the one great interaction. He always came to Northwestern and Indiana would roll in and celebration, right? We had some of the greats coming through all the time between he and Gene Cady and and some mm-hmm. others that would traverse the Big Ten sidelines. Uh and Usually pretty good with the student section and and would you know you know smile and wave especially when they were drumming us. Uh, but one year close game wintry night and I, I had a basketball with me like collecting autographs you know I'm a kid whatever um, and I have a basketball and I'm like All right, I'm going to stay by the Northwestern side. There's like 50 boosters standing over by the Indiana locker room. Sure enough, Coach Knight comes out. The Northwestern side is like, just keep walking. (laughs) And, like, does a little thing where he kind of draws up to like beat us with this big play at the end of the game. And he's like, just keep going. Signs the basketball, and I get with him, and I'm a human shield all the way out the door to the bus. So he gets right past all the boosters, and he goes to get on the bus, grabs me, like, to brace himself because it's, you know, slush on the ground, whatever. He goes... Thanks, kid. I needed that. And he gets on the bus and you see all these people coming running after us trying to get that that minute to shake his hand and glad hand, but for that night he got away without having to do it. <laughs> that, <laughs> One of my favorites. That's
4: a that's a great story. And I could see I could see you doing that, Mike. I know you're you're a man of the people and you care about That was em. a good
2: blocking assignment right there. <laughs> it that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're trying to think of I'm yeah, you got to you gotta clean it up because you can't <laughs> use the words Coach Nightwood exactly. in these I'm, scenarios. I'm, I'm gonna let that one go, but
4: great story. I want to talk about Coach Knight in the way that's you know, like we talked about the good, bad, and ugly. Right? Let's talk about good, bad, good, bad, and ugly. This Laker game just crazy. I don't know how it ends up in overtime. We'll it's get to, to overtime.
2: Off. That means we get free basketball it'll into throw, the fourth hour of the show, Throw me off. But Coach Knight,
4: man, one of those guys that you know, enigmatic. Obviously, on the I I would think from the from the outside of the any program he's he's ever been at, but you know even though with all the complexities of him as a human being and all the you know the the outbursts that we saw and all the things that happens around him, I think the one thing about him which can will always ring true is that how how good of a coach he was, and I think a, a lot of the antics kind of watered down what he did and did and what he meant for the game, and I think we need to appreciate that part of it as well Well,
2: when you go through and you look at a lot of those squads it's not like he was running around with some of the the talent necessarily that you would see at Duke or what Kentucky or whatever became like he molded guys into a team exactly uh godspeed Bob Knight we'll continue to celebrate those clips
1: uh but we'll go back into this Laker Clipper game it's chaos
4: oh my god